What's up, people? <laughs> I'm so, so glad to see you today. Uh, my name is Tim. This is our Thursday edition of TNT. I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm watching uh, Facebook, I'm watching YouTube, and I see a lot of people jumping on here, which is awesome, man. So good to see everybody. Uh, Cario, as, as usual, Pablo, what's up, my brother? Uh, Joe Lee Stone, I saw Teresa, who is uh, one of our worship leaders here. Helps us in worship and does a great job and has a new baby. Hope your baby's doing well, Teresa. Um, Sherry McCord, Ashley Howe, uh, Gilbert, Kathy Moeller, Stefan Lopez, uh, on and on. Amanda, wow, just wonderful. Glad, glad, glad that you're with us today. As always, please let us know where you're joining us from. It, it really is an encouragement to everybody who's watching and uh, lets us know who we're reaching and, and uh, where where we're reaching, which has uh, been part of the big encouragement of all of this uh, during this time. <clears throat> um, I'm going to be uh, brutally honest with you today and tell you that about 30 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, I was in my bed asleep. <laughs> I've been, I, I haven't had to use an alarm during this whole pandemic. I just wake up so early in the morning, just early, early, early. And, um, and today, for whatever reason, it didn't happen. And so I roll out of bed. I'm thinking it's early, like normal. You know, I'm thinking 6, uh, 5.30, 6 o'clock. And, and uh, I, I actually go into my bathroom, brush my teeth, and, and then come out. And my, my grandson stayed with us last night, so he's on the floor asleep in our room. He's got a pallet there, bed that he sleeps on. And so I sneak out of the room and look at my phone, and it's 7.30. And so I immediately call up Larry, who's already here in the iCampus studio working on everything. And, and I, I said, hey, brother, is there any chance that I can broadcast from home today? And Larry said to me, no. <laughs> Some form of no, let's put it that way. Uh, no, he doesn't trust my internet or whatever he said. And I said, okay, I'll be there. And so here I am in, in the iCampus studio after having been in bed about 30 minutes ago. So there, there's my honesty for you today. I, I don't know what happened. I just don't know what happened. But anyway, glad you're with us. Glad you're on time. And uh, if, if we're, we're going to put out a couple of posts on our social media, YouTube. Uh, pardon me. It, yeah, it'll be on YouTube. It'll be on uh, Facebook. It'll be on Instagram. I don't know about Twitter or not, but we're going to put out a post here pretty soon. <clears throat> A little encouragement to our teachers and so those of you who are watching and I know by the end of today that it'll be thousands who have viewed this on YouTube or Facebook but those of you who are watching when you see that post come out on our social media about teachers and encouragement to teachers I'm just gonna say if you encouraging things to teachers if you could just tag a teacher because we just I know that we're going through some weird times and uh, so teachers I think are in need of encouragement. You, you would think they'd all be rejoicing that, that uh, they don't have to be around a bunch of kids, but this is what they do and this is what they love. And so a lot of teachers are trying to figure the weirdness of this season out. Okay, so tag a teacher so that they can be encouraged as well, right? <clears throat> Again, like I said the other day, uh, the Tuesday devotional, the curve is now in Texas. The, the COVID curve is bending downward. Praise God, praise God, praise God is not all the way down. If, if you look at the curve and, and I didn't have my, I don't have my iPad with me today, ran out the door without it, but the curve goes drastically up in June and July. And now 
It is just we're starting to go over the top of the number of COVID cases in the great state of Texas. Again, we're not out of the woods yet, according to the experts, but we are headed definitely in the right directions, which right direction, which means we are currently making plans uh, to get back together in person and not yet, but very, very soon. And not this Sunday, just so you know, um, maybe not the Sunday after that, but what we're going to do is we're going to plan a regathering or a re-entry uh, route. Uh, we're going to chart it out, and it may be that, you know, the first Sunday that the staff all gets together and maybe brings a lot of their families, maybe not, we're going to see. And then the next week we're going to get, uh, I'm just talking out loud here, uh, thinking out loud, we're going to get all of our volunteers together, <coughs> have them bring their families. Um, more, more than likely everybody's going to be wearing a mask, and we're just going to talk through some of the logistical things that it's going to take to do church in this new reality that we're in, at least for the time being, and uh, use those two Sundays to get our ducks in a row. And then we're going to have a grand opening of sorts. And my hope is, and we'll see, we'll see how this works out, but my hope is that we start everything, man. That uh, the cafes open again, very different. It's going to be very different. <clears throat> But we do have food and drinks. We do have kids' ministries of some form. We do have student ministries, but we do it all socially distanced with masks on our faces and uh, all these new protocols in place uh, to keep everybody to keep everybody safe. But all that to say, everything's going in the right direction. And uh, please, as I always tell you guys, please follow us on social media. Get signed up for our emails so that you can be informed. But, but just to put my own personal feelings out here, I'm ready, man. I am so ready. I can't wait to get back together. I know some of you are ready to get back together. I see some of the things people say on social media, like, let's get back together. I'm tired of this. And I'm tired of it, too. You think you're tired of it? Just multiply that times I don't know, five. I was going to say 10, but let's just go with five. And I, that's how tired I am of waiting, waiting and waiting. Um, it's, it, it feels like it's, it's time for us to get back together. And, uh, but we still have to do it in a safe way because, um, you know, we, we, we just want people to be safe. All right. And I know there, there's been a number of people and you don't have inside information like this. I, I'm not going to give you any names because that would break some sort of law or something. But we've had people in our church with COVID and they will tell you straight up is no fun. And they spent time in the hospital and struggling with it. So not as many people are getting it. Definitely not as many people are dying from it as was first thought was going to happen. And uh, in fact, it, the death rate has gone way, 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 way down. But uh, the people who've had it and who've talked to us about it say it is no joke. So we want to do our best as a church family to keep everybody as safe as possible. So here we are waiting. And, and that's what got us into this uh, kind of series that I'm doing right now in our devotionals where I've just been talking about seasons and it started off like this because I thought, you know, we're, we've been waiting for a long time. That was when we started this current sort of series on, on seasons. And that was, I think, um, uh, I think 
14 devotionals ago when I said, let's just talk about seasons because we're going through a season right now and we're still going through it and we're still waiting and I'm tired. I'm tired of waiting and I know that you're tired of waiting. And so I just want to ask you a question. Do you ever feel like, do you ever feel like you're waiting on something to happen? You've asked God for something to happen and it's just not happening. It's like, um, it's like maybe you've got a text from somebody. And they say, check your voicemail. <laughs> like they've called you and left you a long voicemail and you're not responding and they text you. I'm speaking as the voice of experience here. They, they call you and say, check your voicemail. Well, sometimes it feels like, no disrespect here, but it feels like God needs to check his voicemail. It feels like, you know, we've left messages on his machine and he's not responding. I, I, I don't know if you've ever felt that way. Like, like, uh, like, like you, you've asked God something. <clears throat> you put a prayer out there and you're waiting for some kind of an answer. And so far you've got, uh, no answer that you can perceive at least yet. And the, and the truth is many of us wait and many of us right now are waiting. Maybe you're one of those folks you're getting by in this pandemic okay maybe you're an introvert and this has been great and you you work from home you wanted to work from home and you're an introvert you are doing well right now but for the rest of us whose uh callings are with people and to be around people and to encourage people face to face and like one of my neighbors said last night they said man i just i just want to hug people i want to hug people i want to get out there and i I have to fight it because I'm so, they were talking about how lonely they are, starved for, uh, for, for interaction with people. And the same neighbor, I, I, won't, I won't call out his, uh, his name, but his initials are, are Chad. He, uh, he, he said uh, a delivery guy came by and delivered something at his house. And he said, I talked to the guy for 30 minutes. You know, he said, I was just so in need of some human interaction. I talked to that guy about everything. You know, as long as he would stay, I would, I would talk to him. And so there's those of us, and you can let me know if you're one of those kinds of people here on uh, uh, YouTube or, or Facebook. Uh, if, if you're kind of feel sort of starved for that interaction and, and uh, maybe, maybe for you, um, you've been trying to, <laughs> to make things happen. Maybe it's business wise, maybe it's work wise, and, and you're trying by your own power to endure, or you're trying by your own plans to, to make something happen. And it's not, so far it's not happening. And you're in one of those situations where only God can, can grant it. And so far he has not said yes. And I feel like a lot of us are right there right now. I know I am where we prayed and said, God, what do you need me to do? I'm ready. I'm ready to do whatever you need me to do. You, you just grant it, you know, Lord, and I will walk in it and I will do everything that you asked me to do. And I'm praying and I'm reading my Bible and I'm, I'm saying and doing all the right things. And yet nothing's moved. Maybe even to the point where you're trying to manipulate God a little bit and you're trying to <laughs> I don't know, make deals with God and, but it just feels like nothing's, nothing's happening. We are in a season of waiting. So I asked the question this morning, 
Why in the world does God make us wait? Why are we here? And I think that that's a good question. I feel like it's a good question. It's at least a good question for me to ponder and to think about, as I have been doing. Uh, you think, man, this is the God who can do anything instantly. He can heal instantly. He created the world in six days. And I think each day when he created, he got done early in the morning. I think he was done, you know, by nine o'clock in the morning and, and uh, creating for that day and stood back and looked at it and said, it is good. But <clears throat> so you got a God who can do things instantly. Doesn't make sense that he's not doing something immediately right now. If he could do it immediately, and I know that God could, why do I have to wait? And I, I think the answer to the question, at least one of the answers to the question, I'm not God, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out too. But I think one of the answers would be that, um, would be what waiting does for us. Something happens inside of us, should happen inside of us when we wait. I think that waiting is one of God's greatest tools for personal growth for us. How do I know that? Because the Bible says it is. The Bible says that waiting is a tool. Now, <clears throat> before I show you everything, I'm not going to give you everything today, but um, I'm going to answer this question. What does waiting do? Why does God make me wait? Um, what does it do in me? And uh, the first thing I would, would say is that waiting renews my strength. Waiting renews my strength. And I think that probably some of you could speak to this, that you were going and going and going and going, and now you're not going anywhere, really. And maybe you've been working out of home, doing school out of home or whatever, and you're in this season of waiting. But even during this time when you can't go, when you can't take the kids every different direction, when you can't go run out to sporting events and you can't sit in traffic to go to work, which is a, a, actually a good thing, when, you, when you're not sitting in traffic for 45 minutes each direction, that there's been something that has been happening to us, um, that our strength has been renewed, that that inner strength, that maybe the inner compass that we have has been reset toward God, uh, maybe if you've, have you, as you have spent more time than you really wanted to with your spouse or with your family that, and with the Lord, instead of on the road, instead of in meetings and so forth, that, that your strength has been renewed. I say that this can happen because Isaiah chapter 40, many of you already know this, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They're going to mount up on wings as eagles. They're going to run and not grow weary. They're going to walk and they're not going to be faint. That's Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. Isaiah tells us that God wants to give us a new kind of strength, but that the strength only comes in those times of waiting for the Lord. So if you're in need of a brand new strength, don't just wait. Here's the key here. Wait in the Lord. And especially if you're running out of gas right now, like emotional gas or physical gas or spiritual gas, waiting in the Lord is one of the things that the Lord uses to get us recharged. And I need it, man. I need it right now. And maybe you're thinking, well, you haven't been working, Pastor. You just 
You know, we're not even having church. You're not preaching five times a weekend. Why, why you, why you feel like you need new strength? I just need new strength because I'm, I feel like I'm like, here's my calling and what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like I'm just outside of that. And it's, it's burning up energy in me. And, and for me to, to be, to stay in my calling yet differently and to wait on the Lord in this season of weirdness, um, when, when I do, when I, when I, on these days that I figure this out, it does give me new strength. Um, Isaiah gives us this picture that if we do this right, if we wait on the Lord, that we're going to mount up on wings like eagles. We're going to be able to run and run and run. And those of you who are runners can appreciate this. You run, you run, and you run, and you don't get tired. And I have known people like that. They can go for 10, 20 miles, and they're good to go. You know, and I... I used to be in that category, not anymore, but uh, I do like the picture of being able to run and to go and to, to soar and, and not grow weary. And, and I need that kind of strength in my life. And I know that you need it too, of being able to continue in this series of putting on the wings of eagle and, and, and doing things and being able to, to do what God is calling me to do in this season and be recharged. We all need that sometimes, and I think a lot of us need that right now. <clears throat> I don't know if you remember that commercial. I'm going to show my age a little bit here. The Ever Ready Battery Bunny. The Ever Ready Bunny. Remember that little guy? Boom, 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 boom. Just walking around. A little uh, uh, battery-powered bunny. A pink guy with uh, sunglasses on. And he'd... he'd uh, be all over the place and never run out of energy. And I think a lot of us think that that's what we are physically, emotionally, uh, without the Lord. But then we go into these seasons of waiting, and we, we which is weird because we're not running fast and we get into a season of waiting and we feel like we're going to run out of our batteries. So listen to me. If we, if we don't just wait, all of us are waiting right now, but not all of us are waiting in the Lord. If we don't just wait, but we wait in the Lord... God can use those times to strengthen us, to recharge our batteries, to renew us. Okay, so that's the first thing that I would say. <clears throat> Second thing is this. When, when we weigh in the Lord, it refines our character. When we wait in the Lord, it refines our character. Uh, there's a verse in Romans, so Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5, and this is out of the Living Bible. It says, <clears throat> pardon me, it says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and into trials, for we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to be patient, and patient develops character, strength of character in us. It's, uh, it's like an assembly line. Uh, we get in this assembly line of character, but where does the assembly line start? It starts when we are waiting. Uh, then when I respond to that waiting with patience, then God is able to put something else in me. So I'm waiting and, and, I, and, and, and I wait in the Lord. I respond with patience and God develops strength of character in me. It's, a, it's, a, it's an assembly line of character. It's uh, me waiting for God to develop something in me. It's like, you know, back in the old days when you take a picture and you'd have to take it to the Walgreens or wherever to get it developed, you know. Uh, that, I think... I think a lot of us have learned patience from our past when you couldn't cook things instantly and you couldn't see a picture that you took instantly and, and, uh, 
and uh, you know, you, you had to look through a book to find information instead of just Googling it on your phone. And so a lot of us have have that kind of residual patience from the past. And so maybe a lot of younger people are struggling right now that, you know, things are not happening instantly. But God can use those times of waiting to help develop us, to turn us into the person he wants us to be. And if, if all you see in... Uh, in, 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 in this whole situation is negative, then you haven't been developed yet. That's a, that's a film analogy. You haven't been developed yet if all you see is the negative. God wants to use the negative to develop something positive in you. He wants to bring something positive out of this situation and this time period in our life. And so he processes us and he uses this time to develop our character and develop its develop us into the person he wants us to become. So, and God can do it. God made us. He loves us. He knows every single one of us. Um, so doesn't it make sense that he knows since he knows us through and through that he knows exactly what we need. And so in our season of waiting, he can do something different. Like he's doing something different to me than he's probably doing with you but God is doing something good in us because he loves us, he knows us, and he knows what we need. And so he's developing the character qualities in us that he wants. And if you're like me, you wish he would do this without having to wait. But God does what God wants to do because God is God and he's perfect in all of his ways. And so let him use his perfection that he has in you during this time of waiting to turn you into the more perfect version of the person that he wants you to become. Uh, so it re refines our character. I think probably the third thing that it does I can think of would be it refocuses our purpose. And I spoke to that just a couple moments ago, but I remember in our uh, devotionals, uh, back when we got into the season talks that uh, I talked about Job and we went through his life kind of all that he endured. And the reason I used Job back then is because we were getting into the season of waiting. And honestly, I thought we would be done, done with this season of waiting right now, but here we are. So here Job is again, <laughs> James chapter five, verse 11, you have heard of Job's patience and you know, you know, the purpose for him, the Lord's purpose for him in the end. So you've heard about Job's patience and you know the Lord's purpose for him in the end. That's James chapter five, verse 11. So on the other side of waiting is patience and on the other side of patience is purpose. And on the other side of this purpose, when, when we find it again in the season is the renewal of God's will in our lives. And that's kind of what happened for Job. He, he, he had a very, very difficult time, as you know from the, from the story, lost it all. And, and yet during that time, God did some things in him and he came out on the other side of it even better than he was before. And there's a lesson for us there that, you know, no matter how good it was before all of this happened and... And I know some people have missed some big things during this time period. And, and so this has been a very difficult time. But I feel like I can say this without being a prosperity preacher. I feel like I can say this. 
that if we let God do what God wants to do in us through this time, even though we're all going through a difficult time, that God can take us further in the future, that he can use this, boom, for something better for us in the future. That the, the people that I really kind of worry about during all this are the people who are doing okay, and now they're not doing okay, but they're not learning the lessons. They're not waiting in the Lord. And so they're missing out on so much. And when they look back on this, it's just going to be this terrible, terrible time. And when they come out of this, they may not be much better than they were before. And my hope and my prayer has always been for us that even going through these difficulties and, and going through this season of waiting and going through the difficulties that this season has brought for many of us, that when we rise up out of it, that we're going to be better off than we were before because we've been able to refocus our purpose. And maybe for some of us, it's helped us because some things have been shed away. Let's say, let's say it this way. Business-wise, I know a lot of people have been working out of the house, which is which was difficult at first. Hopefully, you've gotten the hang of it if that's what you're doing. But a lot of companies are saying, wow, we don't actually need our employees to come in. Not at least not every day, maybe, you know, one day a week or two days a week. And, and, and so that company is going to rise up out of this on the other side by not having to have so much office space or to spend so much on real estate when they know that they can get high productivity out of their uh, people when their people are home and their people can stay at home and work at home. And uh, when, they, when they work at home, they don't have to sit in traffic for 45 minutes or an hour every day. And that's a win. And I'm just saying, spiritually, I feel like during this time, maybe we've shed away some things that were just keeping us down. They were holding us back, things that weren't necessary. And when we come out of this on the other side, those are going to be things that are going to be gone because we've been able to refocus on the most important things. Um, truth is that... God can use times like this. And, and, you know, when we're praying, we're praying and praying, God, give me, give me, give me, and God doesn't give me, that we figure out what's important when we don't get everything we want. And we're able to refocus on what it is that he wants in us and for us. I think probably one of the greatest stories in the Bible about this is out of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel uh, chapters 1 through 3, it's a story of... Um, a lady named Hannah. Hannah was waiting for children. She prayed and prayed and prayed for children. And year after year, she would go up to the temple and she would uh, pray and pray and pray, God, I need you to send me children to my life. And she waited and she waited and she waited. And I, and I used this story whenever I uh, did uh, uh, our baby dedications in the past. And the, the Bible tells us one day God heard her prayers, answered her prayers, and sent this young boy into Hannah's life, and she named him Samuel, and Samuel became one of the greatest prophets Israel ever knew. And, you know, Hannah answered that blessing with this. She said, I waited and waited and waited for this child. The Lord has granted me what I ask of him, and so now I will give him 
to the Lord. And literally she did. She gave him to the Lord. After she weaned him, she took him to the temple and said, God gave me this child. I'm giving this child back to the Lord. And she left him at the temple, which I always say during the baby dedications is not what you do. Okay. You don't leave your baby at church. You keep your baby. But you know, uh, she had that season where she had to wait and wait and wait and, and God blessed her. And here's the cool thing. During that season of waiting, God was doing something in Hannah, was developing Hannah. She was developing patience and perseverance and trust in God, and her prayer life was being developed. And here's why I'm saying this. Don't you think that the person that Hannah became during those difficult times was passed on to Samuel as she weaned him and then as she went to visit him on a regular basis at the temple? She had a huge impact on his life, even though he basically lived at the temple from that point on because she did visit him at the temple. But in order to develop Samuel and give Samuel that bedrock beginning, God first had to develop Hannah. And he did it through this season of waiting. And um, anyway, God uses these times of waiting, just like we're in right now, to uh, to help us redefine and focus on our purpose. And the truth is we want the best and, and we say that to our kids. We want the best for our kids, but sometimes the best thing that can happen to our kids is they have to wait. And, uh, same thing is true for us. We want, we want, we want, but sometimes God says to us, Hey, my child, you got to wait. And waiting develops that it renews our strength. It refines us. It refocuses our strength and character, our purpose. And maybe you think, man, I'm tired of waiting. I am tired of waiting. Well, I just want you to know today, I'm so tired of waiting too. I am done with waiting. I can't say that. I'm not done. I'm not done until the Lord says I'm done. But I, I feel like I'm done with waiting. I want to move on. I want to have church. I want to open the doors. I want to hug everybody. I want to visit all the campuses again. I want to encourage people face to face. I want to put my hand on people's shoulders and I want to pray for them. I want this to happen. This is what I feel like God created me for, but Right now, God can do a work in me. And, and I hope and pray you're letting him do a work in you. It's like, it's like weightlifting. Weightlifting, not that I would know this personally, but weightlifting doesn't grow your muscles until you go, like you can do this right here and put the weights down, no big deal, no bigger bicep. It only has an effect, your muscles only get bigger when you go beyond what you think you can do. Like you get to number 10 and you don't think you can make it up. Here's where you're going to grow. Number 11, when you give that 11th rep. And that's the thing about waiting, 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 waiting. It doesn't have the, the deep impact, the effect on us that God wants it to have until we're done. And then all of a sudden we learn lessons we could not have learned at the beginning of waiting. And I think that's what's happening to me right now. And I hope it's happening to you too. I hope that God is able to, to build you and do what he wants to do in you right now. Uh, but here's the key. And we read it from Isaiah chapter 40. Those who wait in the Lord, in the Lord. Are you waiting in the Lord today? I hope so. I hope so. I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for all that you're doing. And I, I know that for many folks, this is a very difficult, difficult season. I know 
God that there are people who have missed some things that they had planned. I know that there are athletes in all different kinds of sports in our high schools who have been training and preparing and eating right and working out and waiting for the season that was supposed to happen. And so far, nothing. And a lot of seasons are in doubt right now, Lord. And I know that it is difficult for a lot of people. I know it's difficult for uh, those who have their own businesses and they've watched those businesses kind of be diminished throughout this time. Maybe they've lost their businesses and maybe some folks have lost their employment and and they've been waiting and waiting and waiting and we have all been crying out to you, Lord, and we want something to happen. And Anyway, Lord, here we are. Here we are in the season of waiting. I pray, God, that all of us would, if we're going to get something right today, that we'd get this right, that we would wait in you. And for those who are outside of you today, maybe somebody popped in today that does not know Jesus, and so you're waiting outside of the Lord. I just want you to know today that if you want the Lord's strength, wait in the Lord. So put yourself in the Lord how about this? Accept what Jesus has done for you on the cross for your sins to forgive you. Be in the Lord today. And you can do that. Just reach out to him today. Um, invite him in to be your Lord and Savior. Let us know if you do this. Put it in the comments. Give us an email at church because we want to celebrate with you. And also we want to start baptizing some of the folks that have made commitments to the Lord so we can schedule schedule you for baptism but um, be sure and wait in the Lord invite him into your heart wait in him and then God please just take our feeble efforts take our uncertainty and Lord do something with us do something great with us and help us to come out on the other side of this stronger than we are right now I pray this in Jesus powerful name and all the people said, amen. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, Sunday, we're going to be online only. Sunday, online only. Wish we could be in person. Wish I could just look at you right now and say, show up, man. And we will high five and we will hug. And that's not going to happen this Sunday. Um, probably going to be online next Sunday as we create the plan. And we're watching the curve. The curve just now started to go down in Texas. And in our area, and I read all the news yesterday. I read all the news. Didn't have time today because I overslept, and I tell you that. But I read all the news yesterday, and there's some alarmist out there talking about Texas is not done yet, and it could go higher and all that. Whatever, whatever. Murder hornets. Um, but anyway, we're going to watch the actual curve, not the actual news. We're going to watch the, the curve and see what it does over the next week or so. And if it continues to bend down, then we're going to put our plans in ink. And we will tell you about them, and hopefully it'll be soon when we get to the other side. Best way to get there is together in the Lord. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.